Good evening. Good evening, good evening. Welcome again to another Tuesday's Thoughts and Talk with Coach Wendy Hazel. Um, if you're not, if you're the first time you're watching here, um, you don't know me, I'm Coach Wendy Hazel. I coach women, women of faith, who are in abusive, narcissistic relationships and suffering from emotional pain, from the emotional abuse. And I coach them to overcome that emotional pain, how to overcome that emotional pain and to find inner peace, even though they may still be in the relationship or in the situation and to have a more satisfying life. And so welcome again. And if you're here, if you're joining me for the first time, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I truly appreciate you. If you're here tonight, our, um, we'll be talking about I said, is it really my fault? Is it really my fault? Sometimes we get blamed for things. And okay, let me just fix my microphone. Look, we get blamed for things that we really didn't do. And it's as if everything that happens, you're being told it's your fault. It's your fault this happened. It's your fault this didn't happen. And tonight we're going to talk about fault and the, the word you may find that is being called is blame shifting or victim blaming. And if you, um, you're in a difficult situation, you may be experiencing that and the emotional pain and the mental torment that that causes. So we're going to talk about it tonight, how I'm going to give some examples of some words to look for what it really is, why it is happening, why does the person do that, and um, uh, words to look out for, and what you can do when it's happening to you. Okay, so um, I'll invite you to um, invite others to join in this conversation. Um, that you may be, you may know about it happening, but uh, you may it may not be happening to you, but it may be happening to someone else. And so jump on and let's um, talk about this. Okay. So what is blame shifting? What is blame shifting? Um, uh, a, a, a definition I found, I'm going to read it. Um, I can't remember where it came from, but it's not my definition, but I'm going to read it. And it says, blame shifting is a manipulation technique that narcissists and other emotionally abusive controlling people will use to distract attention from their behavior and shift the responsibility for any errors to someone else. To someone else. And so, um, let me just... Now, the person, um, you'll find what I'm saying, uh, quite a few things that I say, does not apply to someone who is not um, narcissistic. Someone who is, um, I want to call a regular person, who can understand your feelings, who can appreciate your feelings, who can um, apologize, who can 
just say sorry and make an effort to correct it and not do it again and honor you and respect your feelings in particular. For a person like that, um, I'm distracted because I think, one second for me. Okay. For a person like that, um, things can be fixed and can be repaired, you know? But for the narcissistic person, the highly abusive, controlling person, it's, um, it's difficult. The narcissistic person believes um, they're superior. They're better than everybody else around. And they believe they're better than you. They're superior to you. That superiority, they may look at um, their qualifications, their education, maybe the job they have, maybe the income they're earning. They'll find something that says, I am better than you. I'm superior. So that's one thing. That person may be very grandiose. It may be, um, you know, that person may be um, sharing with others um, and impressing other people, right? They may be in a position, that person may have a position of authority or whatever, and they will be impressing on other people that they are, they're big, they're important, right? So everything is grand and you may find the dressing is grand, the, the, how they dress, how they present themselves is grand. So there's that. And they give a, the public, give the public a very good impression of who they are. And um, that impression, for you who are living with them or living close up with them, you know that is not accurate. However, they have to maintain that impression, maintain that that air of superiority and grandiosity and have people believing they're who they really are not. So when something goes wrong, like they do something and that thing goes wrong or the consequence is not good or, you know, it, it does not good. It's difficult for the narcissist to accept blame because accepting blame means they're flawed right accepting blame and ad admitting to their mistakes mean they're telling people that i am not perfect it's like saying i am i have flaws and i have missed i make mistakes and that's very difficult for the person who is portraying themselves as to be as being the, the perfect person right so they do not really admit to faults and mistakes and errors, right? That's very hard for them to do. So what happens is that when something happens, if you don't have proof to prove it, then it's you have a weak case and they say they'll deny that it's not them. But if you have proof, it is evident, it is out in the open, it's clear, and they, they're braced in a corner and they cannot really deny it, they will turn to wrong and say, you're the one who did it, or they will say, you are fault, it's because of you, it's your fault that this thing happened, right? It's your fault that this thing happened. And so they're just turning to wrong on you. 
when they're totally braced in a corner and you probably take a stand and you're not accepting that it's your fault, they will switch the conversation and bring up something else to distract from the whole scenario. So they'll bring up something that's so out of the way, absurd, nothing to do with what we're talking about. And that is a strategy to shift the blame from them and distract you from that, right? So it's a game, it's a game, right? So, um, okay, we have some persons joining and I say, welcome, welcome to come in and just share, invite others, tag others. We're talking about blame shifting and victim blaming when blame is being put on you and you are not at fault. It's not your, your, um, your, your responsibility. You didn't do anything. But when dealing with a narcissistic person, a high conflict person, uh, an emotionally abusive person, they will, and when they do something that is wrong or because of what they did, the consequences turn out not to be good, they do not accept blame. And they have to do something with that blame. They know that they're wrong, but they have to do something with that blame. And so they take it and they put it on you. And they say, you caused this to happen. You caused this to happen. Um, you might find a, 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 a good one is when um, a guy might be caught cheating. So when it's cheating um, or just being inappropriate with somebody who is not, the, not you as a, as a spouse or the partner, um, they can deny it because you don't have all the proof. You may just be picking it up inside of you. Something is not right here. But the moment you find proof, that's when you'll see blame shifting. You'll see things happening. They'll say, it's because you always nagging, you know, you see, you've been bringing it up and bringing it up, bringing it up. So I may as well do it. You're the one who caused me to do it. See, so that is blame shifting anytime. And then what happens with you, when that blame comes on you, you know you didn't do it. It is painful. It is painful. It's hurtful. Sometimes you might be trying to um, explain away, and I'm going to talk about that. You may try to answer back and say, no, it's not me. And that just inflames everything. Okay. So later on, we're going to talk about what to do when you face this. But I want to share some other things about it. First of all, you have to admit and realize it's a game. It's a game. Nothing is wrong with you. You are not at fault. You didn't do that. Clearly you didn't do that, right? It's a game of manipulation and control. That's what it is. At the end of the day, the whole goal of an emotionally abusive person or a narcissistic person is to control you. It's all about control, right? Whatever is done. So it's a game and you have to um, recognize it as a game. And because it's a game, you can choose if to join in, jump in and play the game <laughs> or decide I'm not playing that game with you, right? Or decide I'm not playing that game with you. So um, admit and accept it's a game and you are not a part of the game. You just You just happen to be the person close by who the narc or the abusive person can turn that um, blame onto, right? Blame onto. You may find that, and that is something you may be doing, is that when you're accused of something, and this is something that happens to us from childhood, you're accused of something you didn't do, 
you try to say, no, it's not me. That is not true. You know, you try to say and try to explain away and try to defend yourself. Big mistake when you're in an abusive relationship. That's one of the big mistakes when we're in a, a relationship with a dealing with a narcissistic person or an emotionally abusive person. And this is not only in the home, but you find it happens, can happen on the job. It can happen in church. It can happen different places because these controlling persons can really, I, I say it over and over, they can find themselves in places of authority over you, right? And these things are happening. And so it's important for you to know the game and understand the game and then make your choice. If you're gonna play that game, which is a very painful choice, or you're gonna choose not to play the game. Okay, so try trying to excuse yourself and trying to explain yourself away can only is only feeding into the abusive person's hand because what happens is that you explaining away um, yourself, defending yourself, the attention is all drawn away from what their responsibility for what happened, and it's on you. You, you, and really you, we, I've done it in my life, end up taking it and contributing to it turn on me or turn on you. And then another thing that those persons play in that game is that when they find probably they're not winning the game, they'll bring up some things and throw in your face, bringing up things from the past, or they may bring up things and say, oh, that's why your mother so-and-so, or, you know, they find places because they know your weaknesses, they know your painful points because you shared, right? They know the things that hurt you. They know the things that would be, you know, throw you off or get you upset and really angry. The things that would really go deep. And they bring those things in and throw it in, even though it had nothing to do with what you originally started talking about. Had nothing to do with that. Okay. So that's something you're going to watch out for. Okay. Watch out for that. Because at the end of the day, when the, the, you decide to back off, that person feels now, okay, she's taken the blame. I have done nothing wrong. So there's nothing for me to apologize for. They feel they don't need to apologize because it's either you cause it or you accepted blame for what happened. Okay. Sometimes too, when we get blamed and because of we so want peace, especially if you're somebody who don't like conflict and they know that you don't like quarrels and arguments and stuff. They know that you can, you will go out your way and you will, extend yourself to make peace or to fix it or you know try and fix it and that all is turning it all on you contributing to turning it all onto yourself okay so if you find yourself in a relationship sometimes people like to call it situationship but if you find yourself in a relationship with somebody like that it is very difficult to live a happy life every day it's very difficult you know um or for any length of time there may be some happiness there may be some you know pleasantry but it doesn't last long because something else comes up okay so that's a big mistake another thing that you find they will do if they're not getting their way to 
put all the blame on you is to play the victim play the victim and so you'll find things like um <laughs> they will say things like uh god is with them if it's a, a christian person i know god is on my side god is with me so this this here that happened it has to be because you probably didn't believe god and because you did this sin or you did that sin that's why god allowed this to happen not their fault it's all you it's a game ladies and i say ladies because um i coach ladies but there are women who are narcissistic too right there are women who are narcissistic but statistics show that um it's more men than women okay um so watch out for that game another thing they'll do um after throwing the blame on you out of fear because you know they have a lot of fear and insecurity inside that's what it is out of fear they'll start especially if they did something that's really bad not nice um they will start to get make contact with people who are around you close to you and start telling them bad things that you did to them so that's what we call playing the victim telling them telling people of bad things that you did to them and so persons will listen and can't believe that you can be such a horrible person how can you do something like that how can you do something like that and so by the time you're ready to tell your story there's nobody believing you okay so understand all that is part of the game and work towards not getting caught up in the game because what happens, our pain really comes from us getting caught up in the game and believing or kind of accepting what is being said to us. Okay? So watch out for that. Then manipulating others and playing the, 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 the victim. Okay? And playing the victim. And so I want to share some words that, um, that they use often that can help you to identify the game, okay? So at this point, I'm gonna stop to see I have some comments and to welcome who is here and say thanks for joining. And one second. Hi, okay, good night, Debbie, Debbie and Alda. Good night, good night, good night, okay? So um, just feel, feel, feel free to share with anyone that um that you think can benefit from this okay so here are some pain comes from getting caught up in the game yes yeah <laughs> yeah the moment i can tell you this the moment your mind is renewed and you see the see the game for what the game is you just you really don't jump into it anymore right and that's where you're able to get find your peace in it and here's some things that I have that I'm going to share with you. Um, some words that, examples of phrases that they can use um, to, to just hurt your feelings and get you all upset. If you didn't say what you said, I would not have called you names. So one of the things they will, as, as a part of the game, to more or less shut you up, quiet you down, control you, you don't say anything, is name calling. Name calling can be subtle and it can be open. Um, outright not nice you can be called 
names like animal names you can be called a cow or elephant a dog it can be called foolish stupid dumb you can be called you know all kinds of things that is not your name you can be called all those things those things are hurtful that's emotional abuse because it hurts you right it hurts you so they will turn to that um to shift blame away or distract remember it's only a distraction from their wrongdoing right it's a distraction from their wrongdoing if you weren't nagging me i thought i shared that earlier if you didn't weren't nagging me you're always nagging you're always asking me questions if you did weren't doing that i would not have cheated on you it's because you always questioning me or or checking my my things or want to know where i was after work because you did that that's why i cheated right listen for words like that um you always do that so when you come up and probably try to say no i would i would not the one who did that i it was not me you just simply state your truth you will get you always you always man you always listen for that that kind of language you know they're trying to throw that blame on you and distract you from their wrongdoing um so so sometimes you might say um you may ask um did you did you were you talking with that girl or did you talk with anybody your mom or whatever did you talk and you the person said no and then later on you discovered from the person oh we talked when you go back the person might say that's not what you asked me you asked me if i meet up but you didn't ask me if i talk you didn't ask me a twist of the words like that that is the beginning of the the blame shifting watch out it's going to escalate drama is going to come after that just and again remember the game is distract you from their wrongdoing right um i know i know like you may say something i'm laughing because i find the thing so hilarious sometimes because i understand the game um i know you never loved me this is you asking about a, a particular thing or you are saying or you found them lying or I know you never loved me. I know you never loved me. Right. And then if you don't know the game, you'll jump in to say, but how can you say that? Yes, I love. You. And that's what they want. Right. That's what they want. So um, so that's the stuff that they, they think. And that's not. Yeah. Or it's always your fault. It is your fault that happened. You're always messing things up, man. You're always messing things up. Look what you're going to cause happen. And you were nowhere around. You had nothing to do with it. Okay. And then when they really um, brace in, in something, you will get, um, what, what are you talking about me? What about the time when you did this and you did that? And sometimes when you zoom in on what they're saying, you think of the time. And, it, and the, the other half of what they're saying is not really true. There might have been a time when you went somewhere, but what they're saying you did is not true. So understand the game. Understand the game. Okay? Okay, I want to share um, some of those. Those are some words that um, I share with you. And, you know, I, as I, this came, this topic came to my mind for tonight. And I was thinking, the Lord brought back to me the first time that we saw victim blaming and blame shifting was where? 
Genesis chapter 3 in the Garden of Eden, right? We saw some classic victim blaming and blame shifting. And I want to um, share, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to read the scripture through. And I'm backing up from verse 7, um, just so we can get. So they ate the, of the fruit when they were not supposed to eat of it. And they became aware that they were wrong. They became aware that they sinned. They did what they weren't supposed to do. They became aware that they were, this is Adam and Eve, and they became aware that they were naked. And um, so verse 7 says, Then the eyes of the two of them were opened, that is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings, right? Trying to fix the first thing, trying to fix the what they realize has happened. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God came to Adam and said to him, where are you? Now, hear the question. Where are you? What answer you expect if somebody asks you, where are you? Okay, I'm here or... I'm over here or something like that. Here's his answer. He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Complicating yourself. You're trying to find other words, excuses in front. Oh, I heard you and you were walking. But by the time you come out saying, and I was naked, you reveal yourself, right? And so I hid. Okay. If you really zoom in on that, and I encourage you to go back to that scripture for yourself. If you zoom in on that answer to that simple question, you see. God said, hmm, who told you that you were naked? I didn't say you're naked. You're exposing yourself, right? Have you eaten fruit from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, here's the answer. The woman who you gave me, gave to me, gave to be with me she gave me the fruit from the tree and i ate it blame shifting classic blame shifting classic not only did he blame the woman you're blaming god you're blaming everybody else except himself right so he said um the woman who you gave me gave to be with me she gave me the fruit and i ate it then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent beguiled me and deceived me and I ate from the tree. Classical blame shifting once there is sin. Sin come in, immediately you start to see blame shifting. Wrongdoing at the beginning of time, immediately is man, is like a natural thing to do that blame shifting. You see it in children. If you have kids, you know, somebody did something wrong and you see it in children, that blame shifting. And so um, one of the things that we have to do if we are a parent and you have children, keep your ears out for that blame shifting and try to nip it in the bud because you'll find families where there's a favorite child or something like that and um, that favorite child may be to make to keep the favor of the parent. They will may do that. Shift the blame on a sibling. Oh, it's not me. It's 
is him or is her and that one gets punished and this one gets away with it and so we want to nip that in the bud because that is where it, things like that can feed into that person that child growing up to be an narcissistic adult or an emotionally abusive adult doing stuff like that to their um their partner okay so what can we do one of the things is set boundaries in the conversation last week we talked about boundaries and so if you haven't seen that go back in um and look for last week's Tuesday's thoughts and talk and where I talk about said no 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 not last week that was the week before that was the week before last week was silence the power and pain of silence the week before was on setting boundaries uh, you want to set boundaries in the conversation meaning you will say and decide what you will talk about and what you will not talk about so that when the conversation is going and the abuser brings up something that has nothing to do with a topic, you will decide, I'm not talking about that. I will not have a conversation about that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this. And you put it back to the main point, right? If you want to um, think. So direct it back to the topic, right? Um, it may not, it's not that you'll be successful. You probably may not get anywhere, but by setting those boundaries, the next time around, um, that abuser will know that you're not, playing that game of falling down that rabbit hole that they're pointing you to so that you're distracted from their um, wrongdoing, okay? Anytime you see blame shifting or you recognize blame shifting happening or victim, the person decides to start talking like they're the victim, you're always doing this to me and so, you know you're hitting the nail on the head with the truth. You know when you see it happening, when you recognize it happening, this game has started, bang, okay, I got the truth. I know that I know that I am, what I'm saying is true. I know my position is true, okay? So that helps. Um, what else? I'm just looking to know some things I really, really wanted to, oh, the other one that I really want to share with you is that blame shifting leads to gaslighting. Gaslighting is a whole other topic. I'll probably do it another week. But gaslighting takes blame shifting and then because you know what you're being told is not the truth, this person is trying to make you believe otherwise, gaslighting is when that person will now put on the pressure and the insisting and saying words and get to you to have you eventually believing their lie and doubting your reality and doubting what's in your mind and doubting what you know to be true. You know, so like you, they, you know, they would say something and then they turn around and say, you said it, but you knew, I know I didn't say it. I know I heard you say it, but arguing away only fuels the conflict, right? It only fuels the conflict. So what, what you got to do, what is it you can do in those situations? Number one is trust yourself. Believe yourself, trust yourself, trust your version of reality. Don't let anybody make you doubt your reality. Your reality is what you know to be true. So trust yourself. Trust your version of reality. And you hold on to that. You know, not in an aggressive way, but you hold on to it until some fact comes up that you know now this is a fact and, you know, okay, it's different. But trust your reality. Don't be easily swayed away from what you know to be true. Okay? Stay on topic. Only believe what you know to be true about yourself. 
So when you're being called names, when you're being saying you're a liar, that's another thing you'll hear a lot. When you don't accept how they're twisting things around to you, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. That's not the reality. That's not true about you. If you know that's not true about you, don't believe it. Just let it fall to the ground. You know that you're hitting nail on the head, okay? And you know that. So know your truth. You know your truth, don't believe a lie, okay? You know your truth, don't believe a lie. And so sometimes you have to just pause and shake your head sometimes. Look at it and just leave it alone and not engage, okay? So I'm just going to... That's as, but, but as much as I wanted to share, the main things I wanted to share with you guys. Um, so I wanted to look at some of the comments and see if you had any questions, any questions you have. Deflecting is always their easy way to distract you. Yes, yes, trying to deflect it. Um, that is so true. And it's, it's really, the, the goal, like I said, is to distract you from their wrongdoing because it's very difficult for that person to admit that they're flawed, they can make mistakes, and they have sin. It's very um, difficult for them to admit that because of that persona, that public persona that they're maintaining of being all good, okay? Sometimes I wanted to believe there was a school that they all attended. <laughs> Behaviors are so alike. That's so funny, Debbie. <laughs> um, if it's a school they all attended, I don't know. But um, but you, I, it's so true. You can recognize um, you can recognize um, the behaviors, right? But learn learn the game. Learn the signs of the game. Learn to identify the game early and choose not to play the game. Choose not to play the game. Just be an observer. And, and in observing, you're listening to the words, you're looking at the body language, you're looking at their eyes, and you're learning, right? You're learning. And don't forget to pay attention to your kids. So see if you can nip it in the bud early. Because um, children who grow up in homes where um, narcissistic behavior, emotional abuse is the norm, they think that's the norm. And they think that's okay. They think they can handle that. And they attract narcissists in their lives later on in relationships okay because they they kind of learn how to um appease and how to calm situations and they think that okay you can do that but when you're in a relationship after a time because of the emotional toll it takes on you and the mental toll and the physical health issues that come up um it's you really need to consider that right consider that okay so thank you guys. Thank you for being here. Um, I the replay is gonna be on. Um, it's gonna be on my posted on my um, on my personal page, um, Facebook page, as well as lifting limiting lids. Um, again, if you're joining in the lids, I'm Coach Wendy Hazel. I'm the founder of Lifting Limiting Lids. That's my business. And it's all about lifting the lids and peeling back the layers of our mind and our lives so that we can just have, be filled with the inner peace of God and live more satisfying lives. Okay. So if you are in a situation like that, that we talked about tonight, if you're in an abusive situation or with a narcissist and you want to be coached through it or to talk with someone through it, you can contact me, you can DM me. 
here on my page or you can go to www.liftinglimitinglids.co that's com is .co and there when you sign in you get to, there's a short video I have there talking about um, what I do and kind of talking to you and after that video you get a chance to get onto my calendar and book some time to talk with me that first call with me is there's no cost or anything like that there's nothing like that to worry about but you get to book time if you want to talk if you want a better understanding what's going on you recognize that you're in this kind of relationship and you've given it your all you don't know what else to do you can contact me www.liftinglimitinglids.co and go in there or you can dm me and i will answer you okay so if no other questions um deborah you said you didn't get the notification okay i'll have to look into that um see what happened right because yeah i figure so um that because persons I was expecting to be here not here but that's okay so great night everyone God be with you remember that you are fearfully wonderfully made God has a plan and a purpose for you and do not believe anything about yourself that you know is not the truth okay have a great night